Thank you for listening to the Father Goodrich Sermon Podcast. If you aren't subscribed, take a moment to subscribe now. We hope these sermons will give you insight and inspiration for wherever you are on your journey of faith. Now, this episode's message. Amen. In the lessons appointed today from Holy Scripture, we encounter the two big names of the early church, Peter and Paul. Peter, the first leader of the disciples. Paul, the great missionary who took Christianity beyond the boundaries of Israel to the wider world. Both are significant figures in the New Testament. Both are hailed as saints, as apostles, as formative figures of the Christian faith, whose influence and impact has lasted for over 2,000 years to the present moment. Yet, in today's lessons, we encounter not saints adorned in the majestic clothes of stained glass, but we find human beings adorned in the mangled clothes of blood and tears. Peter has failed. Paul has failed. Peter is guilty. Paul is guilty. Aren't we all? Paul had been persecuting the first Christians, hunting them down. He was zealously convinced that these Christians were a plague upon his people and nation. And so he gladly consented to their murders. Peter had been with Jesus for three years. And yet when Jesus was arrested and betrayed, Peter fled. And when he was even asked, did he know Jesus? Peter lied. He said he did not. He said he did not. He said he did not. Ultimately, Paul was transformed by his encounter with the resurrected Jesus along the Damascus Road. Ultimately, Peter was transformed by his encounter with the resurrected Jesus on the shores of Lake Tiberias. But, each man experienced guilt. No doubt, shame for what they had done and for what they had left undone, to quote the Book of Common Prayer. But Peter and Paul were hardly the only ones. There was the woman in Luke chapter 7 who was a, quote, sinner, who washed Jesus' feet with her hair. And there was a man in Luke chapter 19 who made a fortune as a tax collector by ripping off his own people on behalf of the Roman occupiers. It seems that guilt and shame, poor choices and mistakes, ugly situations, and ugly behavior were usually part of the lives of the first followers of Jesus. And this really shouldn't surprise any of us, because such things are part of our lives too. 
in the silence of this room, there is guilt and shame. Or, at the very least, memories of them. For some of us, it's just right under our skin. And sometimes we can feel it haunting our conscience. Sometimes relentlessly. Like someone refusing to stop knocking at the door. For some of us, it is buried deep down a long corridor in our memories. Behind a bolted and locked door. And sometimes, something reminds us of those psychological rooms and what we did or what we failed to do or what was done to us. For some of us, our guilt and shame relates to a couple of big mistakes, big failures that we made. Something we failed to do or something we did do, and it had terrible consequences for someone else and for ourselves. For some of us, it's not so much about some big mistake or two that we made. For others of us, it's more like a long list of little guilts and little shames each forming an ugly smudge upon our character. Smudges we can sometimes see when we look in the mirror for a long time. Smudges that remind us we didn't just mess up in a moment of passion or a moment of bad judgment, but that over and over again we chose. We chose to betray ourselves or others. Whether it was a big mistake or little things over time, whether it was hitting someone in a moment of anger, or whether it was telling one little lie, one little damaging lie after another, the memory of these things can bring us pain. The memory of these things can shame us. They're all too real. I have tasted these vomit-like feelings. I have swallowed the bitter drink of regret. You probably have too. Okay, let's take a deep breath and come up from air here for a little bit. The well-known researcher on shame and guilt, Dr. Benet Brown, tells us this, quote, I believe there is a profound difference between shame and guilt. I believe that guilt is adaptive and helpful. It's holding something we've done or failed to do up against our values in feeling psychological discomfort. 
I define shame as the intensely painful feeling or experience of believing that we are flawed and therefore unworthy of love and belonging because of something we experience, done, or failed to do. I don't believe shame is helpful or productive. I don't believe shame is helpful or productive. End of quote. So guilt in the positive sense can move us toward being better versions of ourselves. Guilt can move us toward repentance, confession, and freedom from those loathsome feelings and endless ruminations. Guilt in the positive sense can move us back toward getting our lives on track, toward right living. On the other hand, shame tells us we can never get back on track because we don't deserve to have our lives get back on track. Shame is a lie. And shame can be demonic, possessing people's minds and hearts. Too many people are trapped by shame. And too many people feel guilt in the negative sense over things they shouldn't feel guilty about. Or at least, not anymore. That thing you did or whatever, that was a long time ago. People are trapped. People are holding things they don't need to hold. But it doesn't have to be this way. The good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ is that mercy and forgiveness can shower over every inch of you, wiping clean all those smudges of guilt and shame. The good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ is that that accusatory knocking at the door of your conscience can be healed, it can be silenced by the power of love. And not just once in your life, but again and again, as you and I blunder our way through our lives. The good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ is that the Spirit of God can find all of those locked doors in the corridors of your memory and open them and wash them clean with warmth and light. You need not be defined by what you did in the past or what someone did you to you in the past. No. Like Paul, like Peter, like the woman who washed Jesus' feet with her hair, like the man who ripped people off, like so many people over the centuries, like so many people alive today, a new day, a new start can be yours through the gospel. A new day when guilt simply moves you toward being better. A day when shame is flushed down the toilet where it belongs. A new day where you are worthy, where you have value. Where you can be set free of those endless mental cycles of, well, what ifs, and, or I wish I had done. Leave your shame and guilt on the altar this morning. Leave it here. In this sacred place. And let others pray for you and support you along the way. 
Let the Holy Spirit give you a fresh, fragrant serving of hope that smells like spring flowers. This hope, this love, this amazing grace is always on God's menu. And we serve it every week here at this altar. In the past, I've messed up. And I will again. And in your past, you've messed up. And you will again. And things happen to us in life. They have. And they probably will again. But grace abounds. But grace abounds. Grace abounds. So begin again. A fresh page. A new day. Say goodbye to guilt and shame. Say hello to the God of mercy and forgiveness. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father Goodrich here. I hope this message blessed you in some way. Remember, faith isn't limited to one hour a week. Faith is about our whole lives. Everything we do, every day of the week. So, live well.